Okay, Renee. She stayed up there longer than I thought she was going to stay. Outpouring of the Holy Ghost. On the day of Pentecost. Outpouring is something that streams out rapidly. Outflow. A burst of strong emotion. Jesus said on the great day of the feast. If you believe on me. As the scriptures have said. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the spirit which was not yet given because Jesus had yet not died. Amen. Well, the death of Jesus then took place. And you and I should be anticipating the outflow or the outpour of the Holy Ghost. And it's, it's, a, it's a sad thing because America don't view this outpouring like they should. I, I, I know at the time of the outpouring that it was the Feast of the Week in, uh, in Israel. But the fact of the matter is, our salvation is based on what takes place in Israel. Come on, somebody. And you are and I am the ones that was afar off. So guess what? Your opportunity to be saved is the same opportunity that was offered on the day of Pentecost. Now, uh, uh, when you really actually look at it, there was a whole lot that really did not accept the fact of the Holy Ghost being poured out. Amen? Just like now, this day, that folks don't accept the fact of the Holy Ghost being poured out. And, and, and guess what? The Bible also tells us if the Spirit of God is not in you, you is not a his. Amen. So I don't know why is it so hard to grasp that and get an understanding that you got to have the Holy Ghost. It was the Feast of the Pentecost also was known as the Feast of Ingathering and was a harvest celebration. It was called the day of the first fruit because on this day, the people of Israel were called to begin bringing their offering of the first fruit of the temple. The, cele the celebration centered around the Sabbath rest day and a holy convocation or gathering. Now, here it is that this day, now, now God don't make no mistake, but he shows set a plan that can't be beat. God set the date and the time and the place for the Holy Ghost to be poured out. And he know that on this day, on the day of Pentecost,
the day of harvest, the day of gathering. Guess what? It was going to be a whole, it was more than 150, 125 people uh, there. It was just 125 up in the upper room that was prepared to receive what God had told them to go back into Jerusalem and wait on the promise. And, and, and see, and somewhere we done got off a track because America is not waiting on the promise. Everybody's got their own religion and everybody going to heaven their own way. But there ain't but one way to get there. If the spirit that dwelled in Jesus Christ don't dwell in you, you is not a healer. That's what the scripture said. Come on now. So, you have to go back to where the day of Pentecost was projected. And it was projected back in the book of Isaiah when the prophet said, now look at what God is doing when he told him the prophet over over a hundred years before it even happened. So it had to be something that was important. It had to be something that was required. He told Isaiah, he said, uh, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Lord have mercy, they not here in the days. Everybody got their own way of reaching God. And you, you, you can't have your own way reaching God. You got to reach God according to the laid out plan of God. Now, if he told, if it was important for him to give the prophet, the prophecy of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, it's very important even up to this day. Amen. Amen. So, when, when the day of Pentecost was, 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 had come, was a time of Christian celebration of the Feast of the Week. It was the time that the Holy Ghost was descended from above. And it not only landed on just the apostle, but it landed on everybody that was in the upper room. Amen. Although the apostles walked and talked with Jesus Christ, God is letting you know he has no respect to person because he pulled it out on the 125 that was in the upper room. Amen. And then when you go back to what Joel had said, and when he said, uh, in the last day I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Now, you got to understand one thing. God don't say nothing that he's lying about. God don't say nothing that he don't mean. God don't say nothing that he ain't going to bring to pass. Now, it's up to you to decide whether you're going to get in the vein of God or not. Because guess what? If you don't believe it, you can't receive it. Come on, somebody. God ain't putting nothing on nobody that they don't want to receive. But there will be a day that you'll wish that you had a got it. Because it's going to take it to get you to rise. Come on, like, like Jesus ascended, guess what? You got to do likewise. Mm. And see, you know, this thing has to be by faith. Because guess what? Because you read what the scripture 
and get stuck in unbelief. Well, so therefore, you got to believe this thing by faith. Faith coming by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Amen. So, you got to realize that uh, the Israel was sort of typical of the first fruit. Just like they brought the first fruit the harvest week, they brought the first fruit to the temple. Now they became the spiritual first fruit unto God. Now, if it was important for them to be the first fruit unto God, it is so important for you to be drafted in. Because, see, guess what? Now you got to be a partaker of. And if you don't allow God to draft you in, you're not a partaker of the kingdom of God. God was setting up his kingdom. Come on, somebody. Well, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. By saying that, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Just because it might sound silly to you, it's not silly to God. But just because you can't understand what you're saying, your soul do. Your spirit knows what's being said. And you got to base your life now off of what the Spirit of God is saying on the inside of you. And God sends the Holy Ghost to speak to you in order to work on you. In order to elevate you. Because guess what? You can't stay where you are. Come on now. You got to rise to the top. Amen. The Holy Ghost comes not just for you to speak in tongues, but the Holy Ghost comes to give you heavenly wisdom, to give you heavenly understanding, to give you heavenly knowledge, to bring you a word straight from glory that you might not even get in the book. Come on now. He comes to reveal things to you. Hmm. Oh. So guess what? He comes to open up your mind. He comes to broaden your horizon. If you don't believe it, you stay in a in a stupid position that what all you're doing is believing the left. You ain't looking for a revelation. Well, because the Holy Ghost is the only one that can bring the revelation. Amen. That's why a lot of people don't understand and get bent out of shape because they're not getting a revelation. They're not getting a spiritual revelation from God as to what his words say and what it means. The letter kill it, but it's the spirit that makes it alive. Amen. So by their obedience, and see this thing is by Everything that God do is by obedience. Huh? God don't do anything just because you're there. God don't do anything just because you show up. It's by your obedience to him. Amen. Some, some are in our natural sense. Some of us, we don't, a lot of us uh, don't do things by our children when they're not obedient. You don't get nothing. 
yourself down. Come on now. And that's exactly what God is saying to you. You got to be obedient to what he has to say in order for you to get what he got for you. And a lot of times yeah, we don't understand there's so much that God got for us, but we don't get in the position to receive what God has for us because of the lack of obedience. Oh, I know that one was right. God did not waste any time ushering in and filling them all in the room with the Holy Ghost. When you when you write with God, God rushed right on in. Huh? He had no reason to delay. When you write with him, he moved right on in. Guess what? And do what he come to do on the inside of you. So stop looking for an, a, a, a outward porn, but look for an inward porn. And see, and here's the problem here. Most church going, most Christians are looking more for an outward poem instead of an inward poem. Amen. I went to church Sunday. I went to beat what they called, used to call it in BTU. You know, I, I, I paid my offering and my tithe. That's your outward. But what are you getting on the inside of you to keep you from day to day? Amen. For those that don't know, just going to church ain't enough. And as time progresses on, we're going to find out that it really ain't going to be enough. What you going to do when we can't get here? What you got going on on the inside of you that's going to hold you? Amen. For God to tell the prophet of his heavenly plan of saving nations and, and brought it to pass, the promise that he made foretold in a, a hundred years before it happened, why the church would think God would start a plan and then quit. Why would we think that God would start something that he ain't planning on finishing? God, wherever God starts, he finishes. Huh? And whatever God starts, it lasts forever. He is an everlasting God. So when and where in the scripture did the Holy Ghost get cut off? When the Holy Ghost started, the Holy Ghost going to stay here until the end time. Until God said it's over. That's the only time that the Holy Ghost is leaving here. This is the dispensation of the Holy Ghost and the, 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 the church world is liking getting on board. Wow. It's terrible. We're still struggling with going through formalities. Huh? We're still struggling with rituals that has been set up by man and not by the Spirit of God. If you are led by the Spirit of God, then you are sons of God. Wow. How can you be led if you won't let him in? Huh? How can you be trained if he can't get in? If you, if you can't give him an invitation to come in and teach you, how can you learn? Amen. Well, Peter, down the 
see now, I'm trying to move quickly. Got quite a few topics here. Peter preached Jesus. Peter didn't preach himself. Huh? Peter, they talked about Peter, but Peter, after the Holy Ghost came, Peter stood up. Amen. Although Peter began preaching by pointing to the Old Testament prophecy, foretelling the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, it also interesting to note that the preaching very quickly returned to focusing on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Peter, Peter probably had a strong anointing and unction when he stood up and got to telling them folks, all you folks, listen to me today. Uh, we talk about the one that they that, 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 that denied Christ and, 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 and denied him three times before the cock crowed. But now this man that got seen the difference, now he done got the Holy Ghost. Now he done stood up with boldness. Come on now. You got to allow the Holy Ghost to work in you to bring out the boldness of God in your life. I ain't going to get off in there because that's just like going in somebody else's stuff and they ain't getting in nobody else's Kool-Aid. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He said, now look what Peter said. You men of Israel, hear these words. Guess what? America needs to hear these words too. Jesus of Nazareth, a man proved of God among you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did by him in the midst of you. As ye yourself also know, him being delivered by the determined counsel of the foreknowledge of God, you have taken by wicked hand, have crucified and slain whom God has raised up and having loosened the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Because he still didn't open his mouth. You know what they're saying? When they drove the nails in his hand, he still didn't open his mouth. Wow. When they nailed his feet to the cross, he still didn't open his mouth. Then they pierced him in his side with a sword that the blood came out. He still didn't open his mouth until he got to talking to God. Come on now. When he got to asking God, God, Father, why have thou forsaken me? But he went through the pain of being crucified, not for himself, but for you, me, and everybody else that whosoever would believe. Wow. It's a whosoever thing. You know what that says? And then you know what that says? You can't make folks believe they got to be the whosoever. You just don't allow them to make you stop believing. Amen. And if you don't be a part of the whosoever, you left on the outside looking in. Don't make no difference about you coming to church. If you ain't going to be the whosoever that believe God, you still sitting outside the church. Because the church ain't the building. Huh? The church really is the kingdom of God. Do you want to stand on the outside of the kingdom of God 
or do you want to be on the inside of the kingdom of God? The blessings is in the kingdom of God. Huh? The deliverance is in the kingdom of God. The, the, the healing is in the kingdom of God. So where you want to be? All depicts on you. Amen? The Holy Ghost was given because he showed that God had no respect of person. Amen? When Peter preached, Peter told the people, this supernatural outpouring of the Holy Ghost has been foretold in the scriptures by the prophets. And the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, you took him with wicked hands and crucified him. The scripture it was written of him. This scripture was written of him. Your action killed the king of glory. Buried him in a borrowed tomb. And three days later he rose from the dead having what? All power in him. You mean he got all power in heaven and earth and he can't take care of you? He got all power in heaven and earth and he can't give you what you need? To live a godly life, he got all power, and you not, and he ain't able to have power to pull you out of the hands of the enemy. Oh, yes, he does. Because not only do he have all power, it's in heaven and in earth. So guess what? He got all authorities in heaven, and he done, he done took all authority in earth. So he has the authority to do what you need him to do for you. But you got to be the Whosoever. He ain't forcing himself. He sent, he ascended. Uh, Peter would let him know he ascended back to heaven. And he sent back his replacement. Now. He sent back a replacement. He left. And he sent back the Holy Ghost. Come on now. He was the replacement of Jesus Christ. If you can't believe in the Holy Ghost, you know what that's that? You can't believe in Christ. You believe with your lips, but your heart is far from it. Come on, somebody. So he sent a replacement, which you are witnessing today. He was letting them know what you see in the 125 that was up in the upper room, what you are seeing and experiencing is what God sent back after Jesus ascended up into heaven. He sent his replacement. And, 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 and these here was all these Jews that they heard speaking, they were not speaking in the Jewish language. They were speaking in everybody's language that was at the Feast of the Week. And they were from all nations. Come on, somebody. So, let's don't get it twisted. They weren't speaking languages that they knew them of. But they were speaking language that sent a message for Israel. Them 125, they sent a message to everybody that heard it in their language. God. Whatever God needed you to hear in your language, you got it. And it came from the mouth of the 125 that was filled with the Holy Ghost. Because now it's not the 125 that is talking, but it's the Holy Ghost that's talking. And the Holy Ghost decided I'm going to talk in your language, 
what the message is? Salvation is here. New Testament salvation has arrived. You thought you killed him on the cross, but he's much alive. Amen. You thought that they left him in the tomb, and you thought they came and stole him and took him away somewhere, but he's much alive. Come on, somebody. Well, I can imagine, after hearing Peter, oh, I'm, 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 I'm coming down quickly, I'm coming down quickly. I imagine when they heard Peter, they said, men and brothers, what shall we do? Coco, what we going to do? We done killed the king of glory. What we going to do? We consented to his death. How are we going to make up for this? Peter, what, 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 what can we do about this? How can we correct this, Peter? Amen. Amen. So, the response of Peter's audience uh, was instantaneous. They were convicted and spurred to action, but they did not know what to do. That's why the question came. They needed somebody to tell them what they needed to do. Amen. And likewise, when we come to the house of God, we need to ask God, what do we need to do? How can I get better in this walk with you? What am I like in God? Come on, somebody. And you got to do it with an open heart. So, So their response was, what what, what, what are we going to do, Peter? And then Peter said to them, repent. Oh, that old dirty word is again. But that's the only dirty word that I know that gets you clean. That's the only word that I know that would take all of your dirt and tell God, I got it. I got all of that dirt because they done repented, so I, I... I done put this, uh, uh, y'all don't use ties or words, y'all just gain them. I know who you gain. <laughs> I done put this gain in they washing, and all of they dirt is getting ready to go down the drain. Uh, so God was telling them, Peter said, well, before you can get it to go down the drain, you first got to be, what, backpack. Baptized in water. Now you you talking about it's about time to flush it now. Because you done went down in water, you done confessed to God, you done repented of your sin, you done admitted that you were wrong, and now it's time for God to flush you. Come on. Mm. Come on. And then what you do with your washing machine? After it's been agitated and got all the dirt out, then it comes down to 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 the psycho for the doctor. Washing machine. 
Now you got to get in the rinse cycle. Then you get into the rinse cycle, and that's when the Holy Ghost come in. The Holy Ghost come in now. Now you're in the rinse cycle, and the Holy Ghost come in and fill you huh, with new water. Come on, somebody. The old water's on down the drain. The Holy Ghost come and fill you up with new water. He that believeth on me as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Not dirty water, living water. God came to make us alive. Not to stay where we was or stay where we is, but he came to make us a living, a lively stone. How can you be a lively stone without the Spirit of God? Come on now. Hmm. Well, Peter. <laughs> and then he said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Peter? Huh? How many times before you got to where you are now that you kicked against the Holy Ghost? Come on now. How many times did you well, kick against the truth? Well. Uh, and Jesus said, don't you know that you can't kick against the truth? Because of his mercy, you have not been consumed. That's right. Come on now. So, my ammunition, don't get nonchalant about this. We're talking about eternal life. Why would you get nonchalant about eternal life? Because guess what? Your natural life, you won't die. If the rapture don't come sometime soon, we're going to pass away. Woo. Come on now. But I like what the scripture said, that we're going to sleep. Them that died in Christ, come so on. that lets you know you're going to die. Huh? That, 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 that's inevitable. You ain't going to stop there. Huh? But those that died in Christ are not dead. They are asleep. James, I want to sleep away. Huh? I want to sleep in Christ. Come on now. And the Holy Ghost is the one that make up your bed. (laughs) You got to have the Holy Ghost to make your bed up for you to go to sleep. Because if you don't, you're going to be sleeping on thorns. Huh? You're going to be sleeping on thorns waiting to sleep on cold. A fire. Okay, move on, move on, move on. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Remember, these were devout Jews. They had been taught all their life the intricate 
and costly trespass offering that was required to blot out their gift. So they thought that bringing offering was going to be it. Oh, I can just bring my offerings to Jesus and then I'll take care of everything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That just keeps you to the next time. You need something internal. That was external. Now, yeah, that, that external was leading up to the internal. Come on, somebody. That external that you were bringing to the temple and making up your offering was bringing you to Christ. Getting you prepared for the incoming uh, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, so they thought the ritual was cleaning them and washing them. But Jesus had to come on the scene because all those was types and shadows. They were rituals that kept you, well, kept you in the mercies of God that God could save you. Look at all the stuff that you went through all your life thinking that you knew God and God kept you in his mercy in order to save you. In order to bring you to the truth. You are here for such a time as this so that you can get the truth before mercy runs out. There's going to be a day that mercy going to run out. Y'all hear me? It's going to run out. It's going to run out and then it's going to depict on your spiritual works as to where you go from now. Did that make sense? I'm down to the last one. I think. Yeah. I will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Do you have that enthusiasm about God? That you will go past your flesh limit to get what God got for you? Huh? When you break out of yourself to get what God got for you? Can you